Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Go in your Bibles this morning, if you will, to Mark chapter 5, Mark chapter 5. And as you're turning there, I want you to also make your way to John chapter 11, John chapter 11. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So good to have you in the house on this Resurrection Sunday. I felt his presence the moment that I entered the building today. There's been a heavy, heavy residue of the glory of the Lord all week long. And it's a beautiful thing to behold, isn't it, church family? It's a beautiful thing to behold. I want you to look at Mark chapter 11, if you will, for just a brief moment. Excuse me, Mark chapter 5, John chapter 11. Mark 5, John chapter 11 as well. I, I'm, I recall how Jesus was delayed to go to Lazarus' tomb. And your Bible tells us that Mary and Martha were concerned that Jesus was not there because their brother had died. And Martha says in John chapter 11, verse 24, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. But Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection. And then he added, and the life. I am resurrection and I am life. I'm going to say it again. I am the resurrection and the life. In that context, look, if you will, at Mark chapter 5. Beautiful, beautiful um, stories here in Mark chapter 5 of how Jesus was on his way to heal an individual who had been sick. The Bible says that as he's on the way to heal a young girl who was sick, there was a woman that came to him, verse 25, who had a flow of blood for 12 years, an issue of blood. Everybody say issue. And she suffered many things, and she had spent all that she had and was no better, but only grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment, for he said, if only I may touch his clothes. So as Jesus is on his way to go heal an individual, his tract was interrupted by a woman with a great need that was bleeding out. I don't know if you understand the severity of this interruption, but if you have someone that is sick and near death, you need Jesus's attention and you need all of it. For every second matters, every minute. The person is on the threshold of life and death and the worst happens. Verse 35 of Mark chapter 5, while Jesus is interrupted healing and taking care of someone else, the Bible says, while he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? I don't know if you were that parent, if you heard those words or that son or that daughter, and you went to the one who could help you, but because he was delayed meeting somebody else's need, your daughter dies. 
I wonder the emotion that rushed through his body. My need that I had was greater than her need. She's not near the point of death. My daughter is. Then he says, as soon as he heard this, that the word was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, but only believe. And he permitted that no one follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Then he came to the household of the ruler of the synagogue and saw the boisterous activity and those who wept and wailed loudly. And when he came in, he said to them, why make this commotion? Weep, this child is not dead, but sleeping. Verse 41, then he said to the girl, arise. And immediately the girl arose and walked for she had, was of the 12 years of age. Now here's where I'm going this morning. I find it extremely significant that in Mark chapter five, there were issues and a dead person. The Lord spoke to me and he says, Todd, tell them on this resurrection Sunday that when I come and they come to meet me in church, I'm coming after issues and I'm coming after dead things. You see, everyone that had an issue came to him. Dead people couldn't come to him. He always marched toward dead things. But people that had issues were able to come to him. So there's two things that are gonna happen in this room on this resurrection day. You're gonna bring your issues and then he's gonna to march to some of you that have some dead things in your life. You see, I want you to write this quote down. I find this to be accurate, and, but religion wants to strip us of this statement. The resurrection, it is not an event that happened in the past that just affects our future. It does in a large way, but it equally impacts our now. Jesus said to them in John chapter 11, I am the resurrection and I am the life. Our church life and our church experience ought to be one of resurrection. Not deadness, not coldness, not tradition, but power, strength, vitality, energy, the kingdom of God. I've watched for the last 269 weeks resurrection power live in this house. Can I get a witness in this room? We are living testimony of what God can do right now. That he can take people that are bleeding out, that have spent all, they ha all they've had on things, doctors, therapists, medicines, and in one moment, a touch from him can stop the bleeding. I believe that this morning. I do not do well in traditional services where we're supposed to follow liturgy, that it's supposed to be this way so that we can fulfill and check the box of our religious obligation and go have dinner and hunt Easter eggs. This day is not for our enjoyment alone. This day is a holy celebration 
that the King of all kings, as Karen says so beautifully, came and took on flesh, took upon my sin. And on the third day, when the devil thought he had won the victory, Jesus rolled that stone away, came back triumphant with keys in his hand, the victor over death, hell, and the grave. Somebody ought to get him his due praise this morning. My Lord in heaven. I, I feel that what we have encountered over the last several years, five years to be exact, are just the beginning of what God's wanting to do in the earth today, and especially here in America. Can somebody give him glory in this place? So I'm telling you that he's coming for issues this morning. He's coming for the issue of drugs. He's coming for the issue of nicotine. Mm -hmm. He's coming for the mental fog in your brain due to COVID and other sicknesses. He's coming after addictions. He's coming after issues today. He's coming after your health. You know, I stand in amazement as I travel the country and just this past sun, uh, excuse me, just this past week in Michigan, I want you to take a look at this picture. I was able to share the gospel through the testimonies of what God's doing at the North Georgia Revival. And I gave an altar call and 12 grown men and women, not children, 12 grown men and women. Now watch this came to the altar, repented of their sin, and got born again. The reason that they were in the building was because they had some issues. And they had heard that Jesus could take care of their issues. But when they got there, they understood that their issue was, listen, was nothing more than a stepping stone to get to him. Oh, oh come on now. Yeah. This is such a delight to watch grown men and grown women weep. That gentleman in the striped tic-tac-toe shirt to right in front of me could barely even kneel because I had a metal plate in his, in his left leg. I said, the Lord's going to take care of that in the water, but he's going to take care of the metal in your heart. That man wept like a baby. In his mid-60s, turning to God and repenting of his sin. You know, I was in Orlando, Florida just a few weeks ago at an incredible church by Pastor George, and this little precious girl got into the water with her father, and we baptized her, her older brother, who was probably at the age of nine or 10, and the father, and they had heard what God was doing, heard about autism being healed. Y'all remember Tate and how Tate was healed of autism? Y'all, in fact, just take a look at this, and I'll get back to her story. You know, this is, this is Tate. Turn the volume up if you can. This is Tate. Are you, are you flapping happy? Why are you so flappy? Sir. So, this is Tate. 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 Did you put a bead up your nose? 
take. Did you, <laughs> did you put something up your nose? Did you put now this is Tate riding a roller coaster. <laughs> and this is Tate. Now. What letter makes it say cup, Tate? What letter is P. that? P. Good. Okay, and in the middle, the word is rag. Rag. Yes, Tate. Good. G. Okay, and the last one is gum. What letter is that, Tate? M. Good. Fill it in. Great job. Yeah, and this is Tate wanting to touch my bald head. <laughs> but the point that I'm trying to make is this. I've watched and you have witnessed with our own eyes. We have heard with our own ears that Jesus is not just a savior from our past sins that takes us to heaven, but Jesus is the resurrection and the life at this very moment, That's right. That's at, at this very second. And when you watch a child with autism who cannot carry on a conversation, who cannot answer questions, mom doesn't know what they mean or what they need, can only and is only eating two to three foods in his entire life. And you watch a child in three seconds meeting Jesus in the water. You find him meeting the Lord in the water, and then everything changes for his life present and his future it lets me know that jesus is the same yesterday today and forever why are we boxing him into something that happened in our past a forgiveness of our sins so that one day we can die and get to heaven there is a great span of time multiple decades where jesus can demonstrate that he is the resurrection and the life Religion muzzles, watch this guys, muzzles the nowness of God. So I'm sharing this story in Orlando, Florida. And this precious little girl who speaks one or two words, one of her favorite words, again, again, I want, to, I want to hear that song again. She just says again, and they just play it over and over again, again and again and again, eating maybe two to three foods. She is locked up emotionally, psychologically, mentally, spiritually. She's locked up. Do you understand the significance of autism? I'm in Michigan, again, where that picture took place. They heard what God was doing with autism and then they started calling and said, Pastor Marty, we can't come. Our kids cannot sit through an entire service. The, the, the autism is severe. They started lining up the next day, parents bringing autistic kids and they heard what God had done in Tate's life. Here's this precious Mila. This is her prior to her baptism. Again, 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 again. B, B, 
the next day. This week. Why not? Why not having that level of anointing and power demonstrated in our churches so that people who have issues can go to the house of bread and find bread, go to the house of God and find God, go to the house of power and experience the resurrection power of Jesus. I am sick. Listen to this. Listen to me. I am frustrated with church services just trying to get us through another breakthrough from the same Christians dealing with the same issues and there's no kingdom nowness and there's no kingdom power. I'm tired of messages trying to get the same people saved over and over and over and again, and maybe this time it sticks at the altar. There's coming a church. Come on now. Somebody's going to begin to preach this book and believe it and release the kingdom of God in our services. It's spreading all over the world. In just a few months, Karen and I will be headed to Australia. I've done multiple interviews in the nation of Australia about the North Georgia revival, what God's doing in the water. And not just talking about water because it's not the water. You can have water and have no power. The North Georgia revival is fueled by hungry people that are thirsty for the nowness of God, for the resurrection of Jesus Christ to manifest in our lives. It's not about the water. There's fire on the water. Yes, there's fire on the water. But it is about brokenness. It's about contrition. It's about saying, God, my life's a wreck, and I want you, and I want you to be the Lord of my life. I just don't want fire insurance. I want divine fellowship. I want to know you. I'm here to seek your face. I'm not here just to ask you for things and you to be my sugar daddy and my Santa Claus that I sit on your lap, and here's my list, and if you'll meet these needs, I would be very appreciative. And so when we do these interviews, we talk about the water, we talk about the miracles, we talk about the things that are happening. But I said, pastors and leaders, as they're listening, it's not about the water, it's about your contrition, it's about your brokenness, it's about your hunger, it's about your thirst for God to want to walk with Him and to live with Him and to see Him manifest in your life and those around you. We'll be in two different churches in Australia, August the 21st through the 31st. There is such a stir right now in Australia. They're saying we're having to find bigger venue because of the people that are calling and saying we're going to be here. It's already breaking out in the ocean. It's winter there. It is not summer. It's winter there. 
I want you to play this clip from a gentleman that did one of our interviews. Hey, Todd, hope you're well. I thought I'd give you a bit of an update. So, um, yeah, let's just give you an idea. So far this month, we've seen about 100 baptisms, just under 100, probably more like 95. So we've actually been working with some different churches and, and evangelism ministries and literally running Facebook advertising to come to a gathering to get baptised. And uh, I just spoke to a pastor today and he said, it was like, I think like they baptized 70 and he said like more than half came from the internet, just being drawn to Jesus and just seeing the call for baptism. And uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Even there was a second gathering actually today, there was a few guys contact us in a place a little bit out of Sydney and a friend of mine went out and did it and, and two of the guys came to get baptized, 24, 19 and then another two people just turned up and, and uh, wanted to watch and then they realised they really needed to kind of go to that repentance. So these are first time baptisms. Um, so it's really starting to heat up and uh, we're just yeah getting testimonies all the time. So these are collaborative baptism campaigns um, in Australia and yeah, I just believe this is all building up to you know things that we're going to see in August as well. So bless you, mate. And I just thought I'd give you that um, great news. Jesus is on the move in Australia. Bye. As I said, it's the beginning of their winter now. But it's not because of the water alone. It's about him. So we can make this a religious icon. We can begin to think, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to pray. I don't have to seek God. God's just going to do what he's going to do in the water. No, we're 270 weeks into this because you guys have caught the mantle of what it takes to host the presence of God. Tonight at week 270, Pastor Marty, it will be highly unusual this evening because this is a day of celebration of resurrection. He's going to prove himself, I am the resurrection. I challenge you to bring your issues tonight. I challenge you to bring your issues tonight and dare the life of God to touch you in those waters this evening. I dare you. I just challenge you to do this. He's coming for issues. Touch your neighbor and say he's coming for issues. I watched this lady, as many of you have seen her story, Sarah, that had no peripheral vision at the very moment. Her eyes open up. She goes from being that on the right to being that on the left. I watched prisoners, 10 years serving time, humble himself and get baptized in a Walmart blow-up pool and the fire of God come upon him and begins to shake and he says, I've never felt like this in my life. Filled with hate, anger, served 10 years, served 10 years. I watch babies with continuous seizures from Idaho. I watch my team on Wednesday night pray over prayer cloths as we send them around the world. But a lady from Florida knew that this situation was happening in Idaho. 
And that's not a cap on her head. That's a baptismal rag dipped into the baptismal waters here at the North Georgia Revival. And the seizure stopped in Jesus' name. I watched it. I pull up on the parking lot on Friday, Karen and I, just coming by the office on a Friday morning, and something over to my left catches my eye. There is a lady half in the parking lot laying on the curb, and her head is in the grass. Amen. Hey. I did not know if she was dead, drunk, asleep. Karen and I get out of the car. I get out of the car and I look at her and I touch her and she wakes up. And she looked at me with these big eyes. And she goes, hey, you're Todd. <laughs> I go, yes, ma'am. She says, I've been watching you for two years. I said, where are you from? She said, Ohio. She said, yeah, I watch you on my phone. I said, what are you doing here? I said, you're asleep on the curb. She said, I stayed last night at Amicola Falls Lodge in downtown uh, Dawsonville area. And I was walking to the church. That's seven miles with a walker. She said, somebody picked me up and just dropped me off here. I said, well, what are you going to do? She said, I pray with y'all every prayer meeting. I've been watching to you. I know everything. I said, you're homeless. She goes, yeah. I love you guys so much, I do. Y'all look pretty, you're adorable, and you are special just for being here today. But you know what? None of you, none of us are as important today as my new friend, Maria. Would you come on up here, Maria? Thank you, Lord. All right. Welcome home. Welcome home. 
So I want to go back. Are you okay? You can, you can brace yourself right there. We're going. This right, this picture right Amen. here, you know. Hey, ma'am. Maria, right hey. there. You know, that is. Um, come back up here. That's pretty amazing. So you made your way down to Dawsonville from where? Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, Ohio. But it took you to where? Where did you have to go first? Atlanta. Via Greyhound? Via Greyhound. What happened when you were in Atlanta? I was homeless. Where did you live? On the street. Like where? On the street? Um, wherever the Lord took me. I just kept going. Under bridges? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, under wherever I ended up. Yeah, and um, and you said sometimes it would rain and the Lord would what? Keep me dry. How did you find out about the North Georgia Revival? Watching online. He was watching online. And you said you would pray with us, right? Yes, sir. While we prayed here, you were praying wherever you were? Yes, sir. When I saw it. When I had a phone, I had a phone, but it was stolen. It was stolen? Yeah. Okay. You've been in the hospital twice in Atlanta? Yes, but both times for my legs. First time, I fell over, and they put me in the hospital for overnight. The second time, my legs froze, and I could not walk, and the Lord healed my legs. Okay. You're able to walk. You're able to walk. Yes, you yes. walk. Okay. All right. So, they just dropped you off at the church. Uh huh. Yes, sir. Yeah. You just gonna stay there all day, weren't you? Yeah. I was home. I didn't. Yeah. I was laying down, sleeping. Yeah. And then just hold on right here. And then our wonderful team. Just take a look at this, guys. You know. Our wonderful uh, ministry in the back here gave her all the groceries she could ever need for this short season and also uh, clothes, everything that she needs from our church. Um, come on, come back up here. So, I just fell in love with you. I'm telling you. And love your heart. And that's... Well, that's just about it. I just love you. Okay. All right. So here's what I want to do. I want to give her a scholarship to the canal. All right. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if she's going to take it online, she's watching online, she can take canal online. Yes, she can. Yeah. And so here's what we're going to do. All right. Here's what we're going to do. Um, we're gonna we're gonna allow all of us in this room to participate in making the scholarship available. It's a thousand dollars. So if we just had a dollar per person, so you understand what I'm saying, a little bit more than that. But you know that's pretty much it. And then anything else that happens, Pastor Sherry will just give to her to help her. She she does get government support. Okay, she does. And and so she's not broke, but uh, this may allow us to help her buy some things, okay? 
So um, who would like to participate? Just raise your hand in helping in no pressure today. I mean, you know, don't think you gotta, you know, break the bank, just whatever you would like to give. We're gonna do, this is resurrection. This is love personified, all right? Uh, I don't know what the future holds for her, but she'll be here tonight getting in the water. Pastor Sherry, we'll get her, Pastor Marty, in that water, all the way from Dayton via Atlanta. She can't, you left Dayton just to come here, right? Yes, yes, but I got stuck in Atlanta. I'm stuck in Atlanta because, long story, but um, the government didn't come through. Okay. But then, amen. amen, God got me here. That's right. All right. Y'all ready? Stand your feet. Now, I want to say this, and you guys know how far is Dayton from here? 12, 13 hours, maybe? Yeah. 10 hours? Long way. Because she hurt. Don't let a move of God be in your backyard and become too busy for it, too sophisticated, too educated, too career-minded, and miss what God's doing. For this is the kingdom of God. For this is why he came. So I just want you to bring whatever you can, whatever you would like to, and just lay it on the altar, on these steps, all the way across, and our ushers will take care of it. Just come right now. Thank you, Karen. That's ours. Stay right here. Praise the Lord. Just bring it. There's no beautiful way to do this other than just saying we're just going to bless her in any way we possibly can. Our church put her up for seven days at Amicalola. You know, just took care of that. Blessed be the Lord. Thomas, come play if you would. Somebody play. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, church family. Thank you, church family. Thank you, church family. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. He's come to deal with some issues and some dead things. Thank you, Lord. So, this is beautiful. to give thank you can you pull that up for those that are online that would like to participate in this too thank you guys if you don't have cash you can text to give pastor share what i need to make on this just put on there where it says offering and then we'll know to pull that out make sure that if you do text to give that you put the word offering in there you know or you can type in special offering or offering special offering it will go to our dear friend Maria. 
Okay? Extend your hand this way. Pray for her. Pray for her. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for our friend. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Angela, would you come and Amber, y'all take care of her for Canale, uh, get her everything you need and come on up here and take her down the steps. Come on up, Ebo. Welcome to one of the most unusual Resurrection Sunday services you've ever been a part of. I just can't tell you how proud I am of our church family. I pray that you so prosper financially. That as Ephesians 4 says, that you're able to do every good work. That's what he talked about in Ephesians 4, that you are so blessed financially that when there is a need, you're not, it's not breaking the bank for you. And collectively, you imagine, look what we just did collectively, because you had that to, to give. Lift your hand. Father, you're the resurrection. Some of you have some dead things in your life right now. Dead relationships, dead marriage, dead home life. Parts of your body may be dead, like you have dead legs or you, you, fingers, you can't feel them. Your ears are dead, but you can't hear. A prodigal that's away and They've cut you off. It's dead. Jesus says, I'm coming. I'm resurrection. Not just for the future, but right now. I am, he says. If there's something dead in your life, I want you to come right now quickly to the front. We're going to pray for you. Just come quickly. Some of us have issues that are bleeding us. It's robbing your health. It's an addiction. It's a, it may be alcohol. It may be weed. It may be vaping. It may be nicotine. It may be pornography. It may be unforgiveness, bitterness in your heart. Whatever it is, it's just draining you. It eats you. You've tried everything. If you have an issue, would you come right now? An issue. Just come. Stand here at the front. You have an issue. Bleeding. 
tried everything. Some of you have an issue of unable to sleep at night. There's ringing in your ears. Tingling in your fingertips. You're walking with a limp. No strength in your ankles. And as you're coming with this issue, I want you to see yourself, if I could just get to him. Don't look for a person. Don't look for somebody to pray with you. If I could just get to him. If I can get to him. And he said to her, because of your faith, dead person had no faith. The one with the issue had to exercise faith. I am, he said, resurrection. Father, I I thank you. I'm in agreement with all of these that are at the front that dead things will come back to life right now. Dead things. Lack of communication between the spouses. The lack of intimacy, affection, feelings. I call those dead things to resurrect, Lord, with one touch from you. If you'll humble yourselves, the Bible says, humble yourselves, he'll exalt you. If you'll resist the devil and submit to God, the devil will flee to you, flee from you. Dead things coming back to life again, now. Sever the root of bitterness. Do not let it take control of your life to affect every area. It'll affect your mind, it'll affect your heart, it'll affect your relationships. You'll look at life and those through a a prism. It'll always be tainted. Dead things, issues. You are the resurrection and the life. Reach up right now, tell him that you're here. Tell him right now about your issue. Father, resurrect the dead things. Prodigals that have not called. Prodigals, Lord, that have not texted. Prodigals that have not come home on holidays. We ask God today those dead things be resurrected. You're coming after the issues and you're coming after dead things. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. If you're not born again and you want to be saved, when I count to three, raise your hand. I'm talking about, as Karen said earlier, I'm talking about getting saved the right way, repenting of your sin, turning to him, following him, not just saying a prayer and repeating a preacher's words, but I'm talking about your heart right now is pounding. You're saying, Lord, I don't know if I'm born again, but today I want to meet you. I want to be your disciple. I want to follow you. I'm done with this life as I know it, but I want to be yours. If that's you, you've never been born again, Raise your hand now, all across the room. Anybody in the house? 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All right. Somebody help right there. Andrew, lead lead him to the Lord. Right there, you guys, lead him to the Lord. Anthony, right there with his hands up. Anybody else? Raise your hand. I want to be born again. Praise the Lord. Come on, let's, let's pray right now. Father, we pray for your power, your fire, your goodness to be upon us today. 
Lord, we love you. We thank you for all that you have done for us. You are the resurrection. I thank you, Lord. Tonight, issues will be dealt with in that water and dead things will be resurrected as your fire touches them. Lord, it's already beginning. Breath is coming back. I expect phone calls this afternoon, Lord Jesus, from people that have not heard from loved ones and cousins and nephews and perhaps, Lord, even spouses in some time. There's a difference because of the dead things being resurrected, being touched by you. Thank you for the greatest people that I've ever known in my life are in this room. Thank you for Maria, Lord, from Dayton, Ohio, gets on a Greyhound bus. It says, I got to get to the building. Thank you, Lord, that great is her faith, that she brought her issues. And Lord, we're able somehow as a church family, as a body, to minister to her issues. I thank you, Lord, that you touch her knees today. You heal her back tonight, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everybody said amen. 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 Let's give him a hand clap of praise.